all the way from Providence, Rhode Island, coming to you live from the Mary and Blake studio. This is Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. And welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And we're here, man. We are here, and we are so excited to talk about episode 705, listener feedback version. I had friends texting me, today's been a bananas day. I mean, let's be real. It's just been a bananas week. I thought my kids would be easier in the summers when they got older. I was wrong. The amount of activities (laughs) and play dates and everything. Oh, my goodness gracious. It hasn't stopped. I love it. I love being a mom. It even made us late for this podcast episode because they're running amok. But it's been so great. But I've had people reaching out saying, oh, I'm sending in some more listener feedback. I've got this. Can I do a voicemail still? Can I do that? I'm like, yes, send it all because this episode is all about what you have to say. And, you know, uh, it's it's funny because we, of course, loads of our friends watch Outlander. We've met people through the Outlander fandom. So henceforth, we have that in common. And it's been so fun because a bunch of people, of course, are watching it the moment it comes out. We have a couple of friends. I'll tell you later. Who haven't watched it yet? Oh, because they want to save it to binge it. Oh, and I told them I was like, if you have the patience for that, patience slash life is just busy right now, so you can't always watch it the way you want. I am slightly jealous because I feel like this season of Outlander. If you are in the future and you're listening to this, please email and let me know if this is how you did it. I feel like this season of Outlander. If you were to binge it, you would go one after another, after another, after another. Yeah, like you right. wouldn't be able to stop because it is just so, so good yeah. <laughs> that I'm slightly jealous of those of you can binge. But on the flip side, here in the present time, we're here. We're talking about this particular episode. Yes. So many things going on. Before we get into the show, we, of course, want to remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast. So if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or one of the many places that you might find us, we're actually a podcast, generally an audio-based podcast. So you could find that in any podcast app, including Apple Podcasts or... Spotify there for the Stitcher people who are losing Stitcher. Um, but I also want to remind you that you can find Blake and I on all sorts of social medias. We're on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. We're even on Threads. Still trying to figure that situation out. <laughs> don't I don't know what to tell you. But also you can go to maryandblake.com and you can when you go there, a little pop-up's gonna come up and it's gonna ask you, would you like emails from us so we can let you know when we do go live or let you know when a new podcast episode drops. So make sure that you are subscribed there. And on that note, Let's release the hose. Oh, look at you. You did it. I love I mean, technically, it's your line since it's in blue, but I Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. You. You, know, you, you, you did the release the house. I got you. I you're, got you. You're ready for the agenda free, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Let's get it done. All right, all right, all right. All right, Mary is running upstairs right now. (laughs) So, you are stuck with me, ladies and gents. And as you know, I am not a good host. (laughs) Something happened with my children. I don't know what it is. And if you're watching live, you just saw that happen in lifetime. I... (laughs) 
And uh, Mary uh, Zedler here on Facebook says, Mom ears. That's 100% right, because I didn't hear a damn thing. <laughs> I didn't hear what happened. I don't know what happened. I'm just, I'm still podcasting live, ladies and gents. The beauty of live podcasting. Okay, so since no one here, so since no one is here to talk with me <laughs> at this moment, oh, we're going to start with a voicemail, shall we? Because if I can't have Mary here with me, I'm going to have somebody here with me, and it's going to be this person. Let's just start with a voicemail. Hi, guys. My name is Riley. I have been a listener since 2019, but I'm a first-time caller. And All right, Riley. Thank you so much. Where's my bell? i got to hit my bell. There it is. Oh, there we go. All right, here we go. Uh, we started off with a voicemail, Marvin. Because, Fantastic. Because you had mom ears. Mom ears, the dog was barking. She wanted key lime pie that our little lass was having. Oh. She was barking incessantly, so I was nervous that there was an intruder or that someone was hurt and little Timmy's down to the well. I don't know. <laughs> okay? I just, I was like, what would Claire do? Claire would run upstairs. No, it was just a dog being jealous of key lime pie. Yes. Okay. <sighs> All, All right. Well. So we started off with a voicemail. This one comes from Riley. She's been listening to us since 2019. Yet, Hi, Riley. This is the first time she's ever called us. I've given her the bell already. You're caught up. Ready? Thank you. All right, here we go. A very proud member. I had a lot of fun listening to you guys try and figure out where Melinda was from. <laughs> so I thought maybe you guys could try and figure out where I'm from, and Ooh. then I'll tell you at the end of this voicemail. Okay. So my kilt rating for... By the way, Melinda... If you're out there, I do want to know. We genuine. This is a mystery of the ages. It is. And I hope like Melinda wasn't hurt feelings. Maybe Melinda's in this voicemail. Does that say Melinda? Yes, it does. Oh my God. Maybe it's you. Okay. All right. So what, Riley? Here we go. Okay, Riley. All right. You want to hear her again a little bit so we can, can play the game? Can I hear her name? Can uh, I hear her say her name? Yeah. All right. Well, you it know, comes- we're going to start it over from the beginning. Okay. That way you can hear it, okay? And I won't have a key lime pie fiasco. No key lime pie fiasco. Not a Boston cream, but... <laughs> All right, here we go. You know. I love how this has become a thing now. This is great. All right, here we go. 705 was oh, hold on. the... Hold have. Hi, guys. My name is Riley. I have been a listener since 2019, but I'm a first-time caller and a very proud member. I had a lot of fun listening to you guys try and figure out where Melinda was from. So I thought maybe you guys could try and figure out where I'm from, and then I'll tell you at the end of this voicemail. All right. Do you have a guess as of this moment before she starts getting into her well, thing? When she first said her name, it almost had like an Irish lilt to it. Yeah. Um, but the rest of it has been American. I'm going to say New Mexico. I was thinking like middle of the country, but the southern portion, but not in southern accent-y. Like, like Oklahoma? I don't know. Do Oklahomans have Southern accents? I feel like Oklahomans would have an Oklahoma accent. So I feel what you're saying. It's more like Western. It's Western, Southern, non-accented. Let's keep going. Let's keep listening to Riley's vowels. Krisha on on YouTube says Melinda Gate. Yes. <laughs> Caitlin guesses Illinois. Mm. I don't know. That was the guess Let's for Melinda. Let's keep hearing how. All right, here we go. Riley. So my kilt rating for 705 was a 4.4. Okay. My good is Brianna getting locked in the tunnels and then knowing exactly where and how to get out and proving those guys wrong. Um, My bad was leaving Walter to die. I was confused as to why they'd make us care so much and then essentially just say, 
Bye, Walter. <laughs> um, my great has been all the newcomers this season. I've been loving Rachel, William, and Denzel uh, this season. What? I'm feeling Heartland, like like middle corn. Oh, man, we are way off. Some like corn place. I, I've now gone on to su- Southern like California. Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, like the middle of the area of the country that I don't really know that well. So the middle area. There are dragons out there, really. Yes. That, that's what there'd it is. There, there'd be dragons out yeah. there. No, I, I've gone so far now as to say Southern California. Oh, okay. I dig that. Her O, her O did a little something when she said out. Again, she's she's got like a little bit of a Benny the Jet feel. All right, so I'm not just like not, Melinda. Just like no, no. <laughs> you, you said Melinda had a Benny in the Jet feel. No, no, I said that about somebody else. Are you sure? I, I can't remember okay. what. But anyway, I, I, I'm I'm getting. It's not in your face. It's subtle. Oh, yeah, it's it's subtle, subtle, Benny the Jet. Okay, let's go. Okay, here we go. Scene between Rachel and William mm-hmm. in the morning after the traumatic night. Yeah. And her speaking to him basically just through her eyes was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, they've been a great change from the Browns and the Christies. Yes. 100% so. agree. Agree. Uh, that's my take. Thanks so much. I love you guys. And I am born and raised from North Idaho. What? What? <laughs> what? You know what we just learned? What's that? Idaho sounds. A freaking <laughs> Idaho. I did not know how they spoke in Idaho. <laughs> There we go. Oh my god, coming down from the clouds with Idaho. Idaho. Awesome. I am so excited. Thank you, Riley. Now we know how people in Idaho speak. Oh my goodness. Would have never guessed that. Never would have. That was amazing. You could have given me 50 chances with 49 answers. Let's go to the next person. I still wouldn't have got the right answer. Let's go. All right. (laughs) We'll do one more voicemail, then we'll get to the the other stuff, okay? okay? Hey, Mary and Blake, this is Joey calling from North Carolina with two Outlandish Hi, theories Joey. for you today. And oh, the first all right. Is that James- Oh, wait, hold on. We got to play the Outlandish theory. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Amy time travels, but he time travels in his dreams. And this is the answer to what we saw all the way back in season one, episode one, about how Frank bumped into his ghost, that ghost of the Highlander, looking up at Claire's window. Yep, mm. yep. Um, I feel like we have enough evidence for this now with you know, dad talks to the kids and dad dreams about the kids and how yes. a few episodes ago he knew Fiona's name after having a dream. I really think he is doing some sort of time travel in his dream. Love it. I love this. My second outlandish theory, and this is building on what you said, Blake, that you think that Galus is coming back. Okay. She was mentioned. I agree. And I think that she is the person who is lurking around Lollybrock. Yep. I think she is there and is going to abduct Jemmy because oh. he knows where that Jacobite gold is. Yes. And think about where we saw Galus the last time she was in that, like, palace on that island and had all this money and maybe the money she used to buy all that and have all that power was um that hidden jacobite gold anyway thanks so much loving the season and loving the podcast uh this season thanks guys again thank Thank you you. and for friends watching live don't worry this is a spoiler free podcast so if you know the future like we do or like i do yeah we just say interesting. All right. You know what? Uh, Joey, right off the bat. Makes me want to shout. 
unbelievable. I love that take that she that she actually does get the gold. The question is though, how does she find out about Jemmy? That's the thing. That's that's the kicker. I mean, that's the kicker, Blake. That's a very interesting question. I, don't know I how like how finds- I was just about to say something and um just going with interesting. Just going with interesting. I, I love this take. However, there's one little wrinkle in all of in this. In time? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Oprah? Oprah? There. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one little wrinkle in all Tell of this. Tell me. It's a little too convenient. Why? Which I guess is more is an outlander type deal uh, that it, it would be convenient. Okay. But it's almost too easy. All right. Well, we're going to find out. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's get on to uh, the next message here. All right. So not the next voicemail, but we got some messages from jointhenerdclan.com. This one comes from- Jill from Alabama. Jill from Alabama. She said she's a show watcher only right now. Long. T- oh, I like how she cl- included the right now. Oh, yeah. She's okay. a show well- only watcher right now, which means that, that Jill may be coming to the dark side. <laughs> Join us, Jill. Uh, longtime listener, first time leaving feedback for a podcast, and she says, insert ding sound here. There you go. I really loved this episode. 4.7 kilts. Her good was Ian and Claire's chat about Ian having a good enough spirit to still impregnate someone else. Go, Ian. I just love how he called her Auntie Claire. Wasn't the spirit, I'll tell you that. That's <laughs> science. It was swimming. Well, that's how, that's how Claire feels. Uh, her bad was Roger really did a half-assed job checking around his house outside after his child said he she saw someone out there and there's been someone leaving rubbish in their yard, so he should have taken it a little bit more seriously. Yeah, you think? He didn't even walk around to the other side of the trailer out there. Come on, Roger. One of your <laughs> listeners in your last feedback episode had a theory that the knuckle V, I don't know how you spell it, is Galus, and I totally support that yep. theory. Everyone's co-signing. Oh my gosh, I love this um and then her great was a tie between who do you have to lock in a tunnel to get a drink around here <laughs> boss lady brie and jamie showing the french general that you can indeed get a cannon to the top of sugarbush mountain or whatever it's called what uh was that crazy blue force field that brie ran through in the tunnel another time jumper spot love the show and love you both yeah definitely that is another a great time. definitely question. another time portal absolutely Great question, Joe. <laughs> um, I will say when you have subtitles on, yes, it says buzzing sound. Yeah, no, it's it, you, so I'm not giving as, anything away. I'm just saying that I think it's like one of those, you know, like okay, you have the stones, and when you go near the stones, like there's a slight buzzing that you can hear it. There's like a, there's like a captions. there's a ruckus. Yeah. There's a ruckus, ruckus, right? This is like a super time portal. That's why Brie like almost got knocked to the ground when she was like in it. Well, remember it knocks people out. Like when they get up, they're all dazed when they come through the. Yeah, stones. no, no. But she was walking near it, and she was on the ground. Basically. What was interesting to me is that she chose to go through this blue thing. Mm. I would not. I just would have chose very, very differently. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I really totally agree. And uh, as far as Roger goes, mm-hmm. as far as Roger goes, uh, uh, Jill from Alabama. My uncle used to tell me something when I was a kid. Do you tell? He used to tell me that I had a disease. I had a disease called half-assitis. Because <laughs> <laughs> I half-assed everything. Okay. And I think my son has half half-assitis too. Uh, but I know that Roger absolutely has half-assitis. Because the way that he went out there on that porch, it was brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Truly. 
<laughs> All right, this one next comes from RR Studio. They say, another wonderful episode rich with characters we have come to love who anchor us as we are thrown into entirely new environments and situations. Singapore was a great title because we are about as far away from where we have been as a slow boat to China, Mary. The good. Hot damn that damn. Maybe it's because I used to play Zork, the underground empire. <laughs> but what an amazing underground set. As if it wasn't creepy enough to be trapped down there, there's a Galus time portal to amp up the supernatural coincidences for the Mackenzies in the future. A whole loaf of weird breadcrumbs are strewn around this episode mm -hmm. that are surely going to lead to something. To something interesting, yes. The bad. Although Brianna snot crying, missing her parents after catching the kids in the I graveyard, love a good snot cry gave me a lump in my throat. She was staring at like a hundred more letters. I was like, "Come on, they didn't die at Ticonderoga, the great, all the kids." You know, I kind of agree here with RR Studio. Like, y you know, you got fifty million more freaking letters. They're all there. You, you got. <laughs> You got volumes of communication, and you're like, and you're freaking out about Ticonderoga. I don't want to know the future. They didn't write seventy million letters in two days. Like, <laughs> get out of here! All right, um, the scene where Roger shows his his ear that he keeps referencing and looking for Granda makes me think he and Mandy are the ones sending visions to the past, or they are conjuring something together. Then there was Swift. As a lizard, or it wasn't. Wasn't it swiftest of lizards? Uh, stats of for nerds. You knew what was coming when Emily widened her eyes, but just. But then this perfectly poised little cherub turns around. Clearly, Ian's son. You are Ian James. I like it. What a memorable reveal in an unforgettable scene. John Hunter Bell did not get upstaged, but it was close. Four point nine kilts. A minor deduction for the rat stew and its consequences. Yes, yes, yes. Since Mary has left the camera, I'm now going to a single camera. <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, no. I have a friend with me. Whenever Mary leaves, I forgot. Here we go. Betty's here. <laughs> Betty, what do you think about uh, Ian and uh, and uh, and uh, little swiftest of uh, lizards or whatever his name is? Thank you, Betty. I appreciate that. That's that's you know very thoughtful. But sometimes, though, Betty, you're you're a little you're a little you're a little harsh. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't. Maybe you're more harsh than me. Okay. Well, you don't gotta get nasty, Betty. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Mary's back. Okay. Here we go, Betty. Go take a seat. Okay. You ready? Uh, yes. Voicemail. Okay. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Kristen, wait for it, Bakiaki Stewart from New Jersey. Bakiaki. Yes. I was right. She said Bakiaki. Yeah, that's what I said. Bakiaki. You just said Bakiaki. There's a big difference between back and Bak. Back it Listen, up. Listen, I don't need any of this bak. music nerd stuff coming from you. It's not, It's a vowel, Blake. Vowel. A sounds different for different people in the areas of the world, aside from <laughs> Boston. She said, rewind it. It's not Bakiaki. Okay. Here we go. Blake was correct and one of the... Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Kristen, wait for it, Bakiaki Stewart from New Jersey. Bakiaki. Blake was correct in one of the many attempts that you both so hilariously pronounced on the 704 listener feedback episode. So thanks for the laugh. <laughs> My kilt rating for episode 705 is a 4.7. 
My good. I am surprised to hear myself say this because I've been so disappointed in the newest version, but the Skyboat song. This week mm-hmm. when I watched the episode, my musician brain started analyzing the interpretation and it finally made musical sense to me. Mm-hmm. The opening starts a cappella, then moves to a thin texture with sparse instrumentals. The rhythm is then driven by slow beats of the drum at first, building to the crescendo that brings in the final statement of the melody with a full texture of instrumental accompaniment, and with it, Sinead's full volume, changing the tone color of her voice. I am finally happy with this opening. Wow. My bad. Given how pivotal the obituary was in bringing Roger and Brie back in time, and Jamie and Claire knowing that as well. Hold on. Mary just had a musician gasm. I know. I just love it because it's taken me this long as well, and now I'm all in on this this theme as well. The, there, there's so much music porn happening right now <laughs> that, like, I, I think I feel like I have to leave the room. We're like, we see you. We're like Avatar. I see you to Bear McCurry at this point. I see you, and I see this choice. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, I will let Kristen Bakiaki continue. I thought the letter that was opened in this episode would shed some light upon Roger and Bree's belief that they changed history by Claire sharing with them that Tom Christie had published the obituary in the paper. In turn, maybe it would have helped Roger find his faith again and become the minister that he's so destined to be. My great, the parallel storylines in both timelines of Bree, Claire, and Jamie fighting to be heard in their respective endeavors. Claire striving to earn the respect of the doctor at Ticonderoga. Jamie trying to be heard by the colonel by offering his Highlander ex- expertise about the higher ground theory. Mm-hmm. And Bree marching into the pub demanding the respect of the men that she works with by not taking their fraternity hazing. Overall, a great episode to set up the back end of the eight. Oh, looks like Kristen no! uh, lost it. Kristen, you got to get it in all in one thirty. That's how. That's the rules. Them's the rules. We don't break them unless it's the finale. That's how it works. So sorry. All right, let's do one more. Uh, one more voicemail. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Sharon calling from Chicago. Hey, Hi, Sharon. Sharon. Calling about Singapore. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you the rating for this is four kilts. And that's really low for me, but mainly because as a writer myself, it really annoys me when pacing is off and characters don't ring true, okay. characters that we know about. All right. Um, just starting with Claire, she never would leave anybody behind that she had was a patient of hers. She had worked so hard on that poor man to comfort him. And then- uh, uh, Hold on one sec, Sharon. Is it better for Claire to leave him and know that she's not going to further risk his leg? Or take him and make his leg worse. What's the better decision, Mary? Because mm. I'm not sure if I co-sign on Sharon's thesis. I, I'm, uh, I'm wondering if Claire's knowledge is like. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't My know. thought is this: I think the Claire we know would have done more to figure out a way. To not put him in danger, but it was like, no, you're not, you're not going. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it was just, it was, it was a decision, and that was that. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's what's happening. Okay, sorry. Continue on. And then handing him a bottle of laudanum and saying, "Ooh, here you go. Sorry," and then leaving. It just don't ring. That didn't ring true for Art Claire. Um, William was my next issue. He was such a jerk, berating the the Quakers who had saved his life as they're riding along. And then, you know, he sort of act like the jabronis from school who were like pick holes at you. You know, if you believe this, then why are you doing that? Um, And then William having to kill that guy uh, just seemed very coincidental. I don't know. But my main disgust was that stew. I mean, yes, so gross. Every time I think about it. Were those squirrels? I I I can't get it out of my mind. Um, And then Ian, I just didn't get all this issue. Is that his 
boy. I don't know yes. if we've seen more of that. And then that <laughs> French guy just made me laugh so much. He mm. reminded me of, of P- Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> oh, better luck next time. Bye. Bye. Um, yes, I to me, it was very obvious that obviously this was Ian's child and that he got it and that Emily got it without having to say any of the words. And then the little boy's like, oh, I was told I'm not supposed to talk about you to my dad because it would upset him. Um, in regards to Claire oh, with Walter, um, you know, I really think that she did the best that she could, that really his stitches would have not held up. Also, it's kind of up in the air where they were going right now in these boats. And like, would that be better for him? Plus, she gave him so much. Uh, how do you say it? laudanum um but the medicine to ease the pain but then she also says like don't take too much and she says it kind of like with knowingly eyes and i took that as this will ease the pain but if the british come in here and they're messing with you it'll end your end your pain um so i didn't know if that's how others took it of course and yeah blake is now checking up on <laughs> the bairns and the puppy upstairs cuz chaos is still ensuing my friend so here i am now i'm solely doing it but betty will not come out <laughs> i can read this uh next one without the dog uh becca wrote in at jointhenerdclan.com saying my kilt rating is a 4.7 i had quite a few g's meaning goods and struggled to find a legit bad however the episode didn't complete take my doors off my favorite good was jemmy's explanation of getting in trouble for speaking gaelic gave me an appreciation for the struggle of british citizens in wales and scotland during this time i have a welsh brother-in-law who speaks about how when his dad was going to school the british government banned welsh from being taught in schools and if anyone who spoke it would be punished my runner-up is how jemmy ran into the devacote Devacote, how do we pronounce that wonderful circular building, right? Uh, perhaps to f- uh, feel some comfort and connection to Granda. My bad. I really didn't understand the significance of the storyline of that couple luring the hunters and William into their home, other than maybe to set up a future conflict of interest between William, Rachel, and Ian. It felt random, though. Uh, my favorite, great. What? Ian has a son? I have so many questions and I can't wait to find out more. And the way Ian's face lights up when he sees the swiftest of lizards, Ian's laugh lines were so prominent. I didn't realize how sad he had looked these last years until I saw the scene. It made my heart melt into a puddle and Ian's contentedness uh, then spilled into the next scene when he runs into Rachel at the fort. I think it's because he's now confident that he can find love and have kids. Hi, Ian. Great acting by John Bell. My runner-up is the intrigue surrounding the portal at the dam. I'm here for it, and I can't wait to see what's coming. I totally agree. And I think a lot of us feel the the way that the issue the Hunters and Williams had with the rats do and those people, that it's... I, I don't think you're far off, that now Rachel gets to have special moments, you know, and figuring things out and all these kind of things mm-hmm. with, with these people. So I, I do love that. And I agree with you. You don't realize how sad Ian's been because Ian's just been sad for so long. Well, just and then you see him smile right. that it it breaks, it, it like melts your heart. I don't want to say it breaks your heart, but does the opposite. It melts your heart. Do you think he's all still torn up about Mrs. Bug? <sighs> Not anymore. Yeah, now, now that Rachel's that his in the picture. Are swimming. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, let's see. 
Jessley wrote in and said, I really enjoyed this episode, the 4.5 kilts for me, although I truly loved everything except the rat stew. Barf, right there with you. Right there with you, Jess. My GBG is all about Ian. Her good, the swiftest of lizards. Oh my gosh, I'm a show watcher, so I was surprised and completely delighted by this. What a heartwarming interaction between young Ian, Emily, and the new wee Ian. Oh my gosh, we have a new wee Ian. Oh my goodness, way too many freaking wee Ians. (laughs) I loved the conversation about Emily being happy. We all needed closure, that closure for Ian. Wait, is young Ian now just Ian? And then what does that make his dad? Like wicked old Ian? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, continue. Yeah. (laughs) My bad. He had a son that he doesn't get to raise. While it certainly sounds familiar and makes him more relatable to the uncle he named his son after, it doesn't make it any less heartbreaking. Emily's response to Ian's happiness, I have eyes, broke my heart. My great, those dimples. It has been far too long since you've seen that endearing smile. Ian is my favorite. He is loyal to no end and he deserves happiness. I'm hoping to see that play out with Rachel Hunter. Get it, Ian. You man of worth, you. I love that comment. Yes. I feel like... Um, yeah, so so Father Ian can just be old Ian. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the issue that I have here is, like, when do you make the switch to wicked old Ian? I mean... like, And then, like, does that... Like, the day that does that happen, you're like, oh, man, I'm wicked old Ian today. Um, I'm just kind of interesting at that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You could just call him older Ian right now. All right, all right. I'll uh, I'll I'll go along to get along. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. Let's get to <laughs> some more uh, voicemails. Hi, Miriam Blake. This is Claire, a show watcher only from Lawrenceville, Georgia. All right, Hi, Claire. Claire. I wanted to share a couple of outlandish theories I had after watching episode seven point oh five. My first is that Jimmy can not only travel through the stones; he can also connect to people in the past. Jamie's dream about the telephone a couple of episodes back was actually his grandson, showing his granddaughter things he thinks Jamie would find interesting. Mm. Jamie even says he speaks with Jamie in the graveyard and that Jamie told him to build a cairn, even though no one knows if Jamie is actually buried there. My second theory is that Jamie's Nuklevi is a time traveler. Others have speculated that it is Galus, but the timeline doesn't seem to work out. I think it is Galus's son, whose name I forget, but he was married to Morak, whom Roger met on the ship. He and Roger also met in the 1770s, oh. so he recognizes Roger and is hanging around Lallybrock trying to figure out what the heck is going on. I'm interested in Blake's take on this. I know Mary will just say interesting. Marvin, your thoughts? Interesting. <laughs> you know what? I think that's that's the little twist that I'm looking for. For those of you who are audio-based, you didn't get to see Blake's little hand flourish. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the twist that I'm looking for. Remember how I said, if it was Galus, it's just a little too neat? Okay. I like the... What's the guy's name? What's the guy's name? Uh, what the hell was his name? The guy that she's... Ref- yeah, uh, Galus's kid. Buck. Buck! Buck! <laughs> Buck! You know what? I like this idea. Thank you for a little outstanding. You know what? Makes me wanna shout. Yeah. The more that I think about this, the more that I'm liking it. Because 
because well, it's Galus's ancestor. Here's the thing. Galus Buck is- tried to kill Roger because, you know, Roger was doing Roger things. <laughs> and now the, the 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 tides have turned. Oh, the how the turntables. Mm. Right? Now Roger's the one in charge. Supposedly. Doesn't go outside with the weapon. <laughs> Roger. I like you learn this. Nothing. You think if it is him, do you think Graham McTavish comes back? Because Graham McTavish was the one who played Buck in the other season. All I know is that Graham McTavish is in Men and Kills, and that starts up in August. I'm really excited. All right, I'm in. Interesting. I'm Can in. you scroll on up in our comments as we have Kirsten Lang, who is commenting live okay, from Scotland on. to talk about uh, Gaelic in the schools. Okay, there we go. The Gaelic scene with Jamie was very representative of the school's treatment of the language at that time. It was not promoted in schools in the 80s, actually frowned upon, and we were all streamed to French instead. Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirsten, if, I, I, I don't know the current temperature of what the schools are, you know. Is Gaelic allowed as a second language now? Yeah, like, like is that a study thing? study like, Gaelic in Scotland in like your high school years or? Is it no longer frowned upon? Well, let's put it that way. Is it now is is it now a thing that you can openly do and be like okay we're good or with is this. it just stuff that people will use as slang like here we'll use Italian words as slang we'll use yeah. you know um, like Yiddish as slang yeah. but that's like culturally I mean we're like <laughs> immigrant central on yeah. the East Coast so we've integrated a lot yeah, you'd of be like, different Oi, language hey the Stugats on that guy <laughs> <You'd> go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kristen says now it's much better there are entire nurseries and schools that is very cool I love that All right, I love that Laura Gallucci wrote in at jointhenerdclan.com saying uh, it's Outlander so it gets a five kills just automatically gets a five kills says Laurel (laughs) I love every episode of Outlander we get her good was very interesting turning of events for Ian in the Mohawk Village that was a very big surprise also when he was walking in Mohawk Village before seeing Emily there was a Mohawk walking by that doesn't give Ian a second glance thought this was interesting as maybe ian was that embedded in their village that people are like oh hey ian yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh hey what's going on hi ian look at uh, the bad ian. was the rat stew this was a polar opposite of turtle stew right oh yeah right yep yep turtle soup turtle soup rat stew very different i feel like i'd be out on both you probably would yeah i'd definitely be out on both You're not like a big soup person i like soup do I'm, you i'm not like super into soup <laughs> Like if I if I had to like I could have soup every day. If I, I had to choose soup. between soup or like I don't know. Food. Food. <laughs> I'm choosing food. I know you would. I choose life. Laurel's great with so many beautiful shots and storylines in this episode. We've all got the Lollybrock content. Love seeing all of it. Also still love getting to know William Moore. Still seeing some Lord John Gray and Jamie in him. His conversation with Rachel after the first kill was a conversation I feel both young Lord John Gray and young Jamie would have had after their first as well. I disagree with the fart in the wind comment. Blake. <laughs> We're still getting to know this new character. And yes, Mary, William is totally wearing family colors. Her fun thoughts. Would uh, Jamie and Claire have agreed to eat and sleep over a sketchy woodchopper's house? I feel like they would have given side eye and said, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. But we'd love to know your thoughts. Hmm. Do you think Jamie and Claire would have gone inside that house and had a little night night? Mm. No. No, I don't. I agree. Yeah, I don't think so. 
because I think I think that Jamie is smart enough to know that <laughs> he's looking at that guy going, eh, you know what? If he doesn't have any food, he's he's a little too uh, healthy to not have food because of all the British. Hey, smart. Right? Smart. All right. And then also Quakers and William are a bit green and naive here, right? Last thought, heartbroken with Jem's story about his teacher being cruel to him. I cannot handle when adults, especially teachers and parents, are mean and unfair to children. Roger, please be hero dad and put that teacher on blast. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a moment to thank our most amazing sponsor and partner. If I could could find my mouse and do the whole thing. All right. Here we go. Let's get it done. We've gushed all season long about how much we love Weebox. And friends who are joining us live would love to know if you yourself have ever gotten a Weebox. It is so wonderful because it is a monthly subscription gift that's designed to share Scotland with Scots and Scots at heart all over the world. And we know we have international (laughs) listeners from all over the world, so you can be getting Scotland close to you. So every Weebox is carefully curated around a monthly theme with five bonnie gifts and treats, which are often exclusive and can't be bought outside Scotland. It's a great value. It's a free magazine written with Scotland's top journalists, free exclusive virtual tour with internet sensation Andy the Highlander, plus a soundtrack to listen to as you unbox your gifts. So the August Weebox, for those of you... Who love all things royal and and Queen Elizabeth II and and Scotland and Balmoral. It is the Queen's Highland Home Wee Box. Of course, as the world remembers the Queen one year on, we salute her beloved homeland of Balmoral with the special commemorative gifts. Shipping in August, you're going to get five gifts that are far more than the cost of the Wee Box, that magazine. Um, And this one has teas and a beautiful mug. And the teas are a special Balmoral blend. So it's inspired by Scotland's historic tea pioneers and enjoyed by the Queen. All right. You can go to weebox.co.uk and use the coupon code CAST10 for 10% off at your checkout. That's weebox, W-E-E-B-O-X dot C-O dot U-K with the coupon code CAST10 for 10% off. What's not to love? I know. You got it. We we got some people here saying that uh, Linda on Facebook said she just got her first Weebox today. Oh my goodness! Yay! Today, Linda, have you opened it yet? I know. Have you opened it? And uh, <laughs> Catherine's saying she's going to get it next month. So, very excited oh for everybody. Oh my gosh, that is super pumping. Awesome, awesome. So, webox.co. I just said super pumping. <laughs> like, I'm pumped for you. Yeah. Not. She's, she's actively pumping for you. <laughs> she's that happy. She's actively pumping. Webox.co.uk. Cast. 10 for the checkout code. Let's get our voicemail. percent off. I gotta get off the, there I we got go. you, baby. All right, here we go. Let's, uh, let's go to town here for the next voicemail. Hey, Mary and Blake, this is Angie in Georgia. Hi, Angie. Angie. Give my feedback for episode Pause. seven, five. Okay. For anyone who's like, wow, Angie, you're from Georgia. Angie's originally from Alaska. Really? So put that in your Pope and uh, Put that in your poop, poop and eat it. <laughs> then you pipe and smoke it when it comes to accents. You're just, you're just making stuff she's, up as we go here. She's from, oh, oh, y- I y- unplugged y- myself, <laughs> North Pole, Alaska. Who Never said we were professional North in the studio. Mary just unplugged her headphones. There we there go. go. More better. There we go. All right. So Angie, originally from North Pole, Alaska, the, now like lives in Georgia. Like the North Pole, Alaska. There's a, there is a North Pole, Alaska. And when mail is sent 
to the North Pole. No, I'm legitimately asking. There's a North Pole, Alaska? Yes, and they're friends who have bairns. Earbuds in. Yep. Their telephone poles are candy cane striped. Stop it. Their uh, post office receives the North Pole mail in the U.S. Stop it. As part of their... um, Middle school or high school experience, they write back. Stop it! Um, they have multiple Christmas-related things. And children there frequently think and grow up thinking that they, in fact, do live in the North Pole until they learn the truth. Until they watch Because Elf. everything there is <laughs> North Polish. Wow. Yeah. Google it. That is <laughs> crazy. That's like... Crazy pills. That's what that is. No, it's just so interesting. I find it so interesting. But nonetheless, I love that because Angie's calling from Georgia. But she's from the North Pole. So if you're trying to listen, if you're like me, trying to listen to people's accents this episode, learning about different accents around the world, just just know. Listen, if you're in the North Pole and you want a Weebox, you just go right to (laughs) weebox.co.uk. I'll get you 10% off right away, baby. (laughs) All right, here we go. Let's get to the rest of Angie's uh, North Pole message here. I would give it a 4-7. I thought it was a really good episode. Okay. Um, my good is, I guess, Roger finally, like, apologizing and kind of manning up. He's still such a douche, but um, <laughs> he is my good. Um, He's still such a douche. Visiting the um, the graveyard, finally, that was sweet. Yes. Um, my bad is Emily. Uh, okay. Ian's Ooh. wife. What, you couldn't send a letter or a messenger or <laughs> yep. anything like when you gave birth to this redheaded baby and be like, hey, uh, maybe you should come home. dubs. Um, <laughs> or at least like an FYI. Also, he like totally met up with her new husband. And he didn't even mention it at right. all. Like, uh, my kid looks exactly like you. Uh, okay. And my great was also Ian meeting his son. Um, yes. The smile, John Bell's face is so cute that kid really was is. adorable and looked exactly like him he did yep. so great casting there that was the best snaps i loved it i hope you guys are doing good and i will talk to you soon thanks Bye. angie you know what i'm kind of out on emily too i'm out i mean what is she supposed to do uh this day and age she has a perfectly fine husband who's helping raise and they've got their their little family I unit understand. going on i get it i think that would have been really awkward like now you're remarried yeah I don't know. I'm I'm kind. And she probably, she honestly probably didn't know for a little while. Like when she was pregnant, uh, she just like I don't think she willingly married this guy. Being like, I'm gonna pull a fast one on you. I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I think I'm out on Emily. I'm a hundred percent out. Fine. Emily. Emily. Next voicemail. Made some bad choices. <laughs> <laughs> See, Krisha agrees. She says Emily is a douche. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, and then Next, Mel- Melanie hate, on YouTube says, uh, my son wrote several letters to the North Pole, Alaska, and actually received letters back. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. There you go. That's All what right. I'm talking about. All right, Marvin, are you ready for this one? I am. All right. Because, you know, I'm, I'm so ready. I'm going to go to the split screen. <gasps> okay. Here we go. You Lumos ready? Lumos is even in the split screen. All okay, right, Blake, I'm ready. Go. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Melinda from Edinburgh. Okay. All right. Okay. Mary? That sounded Scottish. No, that wasn't Scottish. The way she said Edinburgh. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Final guesses as to where Melinda is from. I'm so happy you called it, Melinda. Nerds watching live. 
Okay. Here we go. Okay, I can't. I can't wait any Final longer. guesses. Please just play Melinda. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. And just to be clear, none of your guesses about where I'm from have been right yet. Okay. All right. Oh my God. She, Even more exciting. This is a professional. Is piece. it Idaho? It's not <laughs> it's Idaho. If it's Idaho, I'm going to be so upset. I'm not. I'm going to be thrilled to have learned so much about Idaho. Okay. okay. Here we All go, right, here Melinda. We go. But I'm here to talk about Singapore. Oh! This episode of Outlander. Oh, Melinda! Jesus, Melinda! You gotta be kidding me. Okay. First we get Idaho, and then we get this. Okay, hold on. She just wants to talk about the episode, which I appreciate. Let's be here. She'll probably tell that us That was such end. a good move that I think that she might be from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, here she's we go. here to talk about Singapore. My kilt rating is 4.3. In this episode, the main characters are all managing major levels of frustration, and watching them sit in that frustration was quite interesting, but it could have held so much more tension and really have been a better episode. But my good, the knitting or the patchwork quilt of what the show has become from the books. There were so many key elements just dotted into this episode, and many of the scenes in script was directly from the books. Mm -hmm. But I'm finding Rachel, my new favorite female character. Her eyes are so expressive. And I love (laughs) the look on her face when William was telling her that he thought um, killing murderers was quite cool. Mm -hmm. My bad. The lack of consistencies. Roger snuggling uh, Jemmy and his ear hurt. Ian not telling of William. To, to at least Claire and Jamie, Bree not telling Roger about the blue fog and all the stuff at Fort Ticonderoga. Fort Ticonderoga could have been so rich with voiceovers and stresses and hmm. frustrations, but quite frankly, the evacuation didn't even look like a Friday afternoon on the mass pipe. <laughs> My oh. great, it is us being in okay. Melinda, Melinda dropping what mass a, pipe. That is a big clue. Melinda. Big clue. Melinda. Melinda. Dare I say, her actions today have proven <laughs> that she's one of the chosen. <laughs> now, now, will she be Massachusetts fully or will she be like a New Hampshire, Vermont? I'm going to say she's in New Hampshire. Okay. Because New Hampshire people use the Mass Pike all the time. So do Vermontians. No, Vermont people, they don't they don't leave Vermont. It's the People's Republic for a reason. Okay, let's keep going. She's doing an amazing but, job. But I love I, everything that she's but saying. But dare I say, Melinda gets... She's from New England. She's from New England. She, you don't go dropping Mass Pike references Her unless... Her are so... She must... I want... Okay, keep going. All right. All right, here we go. The 1980s in Scotland. How fabulous it is. And quite frankly, I hate to tell you, Blake, but Roger is a typical Scottish man because I've got one just like him. (laughs) But I love the scene where he was so playful with her not wearing her knickers and their relationship is just building. But the biggest great ever is Bonnie Scotland. That dam is real. And it actually even has a salmon leap along the side, which Jamie would have loved. Mm -hmm. My husband loved the episode. He's absolutely Oh my God, Melinda! Melinda got cut off. I got cut off. We'll never know. You gotta be kidding me! Freaking Melinda! That was that was diabolical. What she just did. She took time to tell us about the salmon. The salmon and freaking dams. However, I love salmon swimming well, up. Salmon's on the dam. great. This love salmon. Is, yes, but you gotta be kidding oh me! Oh my gosh! The where you know what? 
it might be a good thing, Mary, <laughs> to to ch- let the mystery be. I was just gonna say to let channel the, the leftovers. Be. Just let the mystery be. All right. Next voicemail. I need to have a moment <laughs> to like calm down from Melinda. <laughs> Melinda, yeah, <laughs> she's probably laughing listening to this, thinking it went the whole way through. Freaking Melinda, Melinda it's ninety seconds, sweetheart. Dropping Mass Pike. Come on, nope, don't nobody drop Mass Pike unless you're from this area. But her accent isn't that thick, so it makes me wonder if, like, if she is from Massachusetts, if her parents were originally from Massachusetts, or if she did something where she was like, "I'm gonna kind of lessen this accent." I don't even know. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, Caitlin on Facebook saying, "Okay, we need a T-shirt. Where in the world is Melinda?" <laughs> I'm actually going to do that. No. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. Melinda. There we go. Melinda, until next week, my friend. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Catherine from Chicago. Hi, Catherine. Long-time Catherine. listener, first time calling in. Um, oh, she's going too fast. Catherine, too fast. I'm going to hit my bell. Okay, here we go. Wanted to make a comment regarding Outlanders um, episode five, Singapore. I was frustrated by this episode. One thing frustrated me regarding Ian, and they spent time having him talk to Claire about his desire to have children, mm-hmm. fear that he wouldn't have children. Then they send him to the Indian camp where he stumbles upon his love, his wife, and then discovers he might have had a child with her, like that it may be his child and he gets to name it, but yet it he doesn't ask questions about that. Like they don't show him saying, wait a second, this is my child. Like I want some involvement in this child's life or how did this happen? I thought the child died. Like how could they have such a discovery without exploring it more? Mm. Um, That to me just kind of made the whole thing disingenuous Mm. and I don't know, left me feeling frustrated. Fair. The other frustration I had was um, I thought the desk, the secret drawer that Roger showed Bree in the desk was super fun. And when I saw that box in there, I wasn't sure. It kind of was pushed in the back. So I thought maybe it would be a surprise to both of them. And the box, I thought maybe that's the, a pearl neck, the pearl necklace from Jamie's family, from his mom. And then it was a pen. I don't want a pen for my first day at work. That seemed weird. Thanks, guys. Doing great. Love listening to you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it was a pen. And then it was a pen. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I'd feel the same way. It's totally what Mary would do. Because we got pens. Is this a joke? When Christmas. That's true. <laughs> and I was like, pens. <laughs> pens. What? <laughs> What is this? <laughs> Freaking pen. If you got me a pen, but like maybe it was a bigger deal then, oh. like a nice fountain pen, engraved, feeling fancy. I lose pens. Okay, don't get me, don't get me expensive pens, and don't get me no. expensive sunglasses. No, don't even get me expensive glasses. Okay? No, I buy mine online, <laughs> cheap, because they are all over the place and broken. So, but you know, maybe, maybe Bree would really like a nice pen. Maureen on Facebook says, I thought the pen was trash, too. <laughs> and she says, if at least had like a, a highlighter on one end and a mini post-it flags on the other. Honestly, it. like it's the 80s. Let's get with it. Trap a keeper it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But oh. a lot of people do like pens. I feel like Blake, I feel like you would like a nice pen. I would like a nice fountain pen. That's but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you started a new job and this was a really big deal, 
you would like a nice, and if maybe you had to sign on things as an inspector and you had to use your signature a lot, I feel like you would like a nice weighted pen. Well, I feel like I did start a job recently and it was a really big deal and I didn't get no pen. <laughs> oh, Mary's face right there. Oh, oh here man. you go. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> There's the pen. There's a pen on the ground. Actually, it is a little weighted. You're welcome, it's not bad. Blake. I got. You're welcome. You know what? Let me let me pretend it pops out of a desk. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Oh, oh thanks. It popped. <laughs> you're welcome, Blake. All right. Let's get to uh, some emails that we have. All right. This email comes from Allison. She says this is mainly from Mary because words are powerful. And after listening to your podcast today and how people have used their words for bad, you deserve some uplifting. Oh, thanks. Remind yourself that you are stronger than the negativity people bring your way. You are doing something that brings oh. you together as a married couple that you enjoy doing that brings a lot of joy to others across the globe from Australia here, she says. Oh. The minority are those with negativity. Know the difference between the constructive feedback and the people who don't know kindness. Keep being you. Keep loving who you are and what you do. Look past the negative words and hold on to the positivity that comes from everyone else around you. Well, thank you Thanks, very Allison. much, Allison. That was... Very much Lumos in our time of Knox. Yes. So thank you very much for that. All right, let's get to the next one. This one comes from Joni. She, uh, Joni says, Hi, Mary and Blake. Just listened to your podcast about Outlander, uh, Outlander episode 705. I give the episode 4.9 kilts. Rather than giving GBGs for the episode, I want to talk about one thing in particular. During the podcast, Mary said, We've seen Jamie and Claire go to war. For a lot of people, that feeling about Jamie and Claire seems to have been there, done that. For me, Jamie and Claire are the Alpha and the Omega of Outlander. A lot of the secondary characters people fawn over wouldn't be where they are or even exist without Jamie and Claire. Brianna would not have been born, and without Brianna, Roger would be a boring history professor at Oxford wearing a tweed jacket with elbow patches and a turtleneck. I mean, I'm into that. Well, the thing is, is that he's still just a, a boring guy wearing, you know, tweed jackets and elbow that. patches and a turtleneck. He's you just not a professor. I'll at... take that. <laughs> <laughs> that please listen when a man hits on another man's wife <laughs> okay, this is old if it's true that we have seen Jamie and Claire go to war in fact this is a Claire's third war and yet they're willing to do it again and for the sake of their family a family 200 years in the future it is true that they know they are on the side of victory this time they also know that the road to victory will be bloody and difficult yet they are willing to walk through that fire again Looked out another way, Claire's knowledge of the future tells them how this war will end and has also told them exactly when the war would begin. They know from experience that they can't affect the large outcomes of history. The American rebels would win whether Jamie and Claire fought alongside them or not. Yes, Jamie would be conscripted, but if Claire had told him she couldn't go through another war, he would have honored her wishes. They could have gone to Scotland in 1774, the beginning of 1775, and avoided what was coming. They stayed knowing from experience that war engulfs everything in its path. And when Jamie does get sucked into the war's vortex, Claire doesn't try to avoid it. She tells Jamie, I wasn't prepared to fight a war tonight. Neither were you. I won't let you go without me. They'll need doctors. In episode 705, Jamie is dealing with the same tunnel vision from a general that he saw in Bonnie Prince's Charlie, Bonnie Prince Charlie's war councils. He was 25 then, so even if it's smarter to have Charlie's generals ignore his advice, on some level, Jamie could understand it. In 1777, Jamie's in his mid-50s with a lot of battlefield experience under his belt. Having his advice ignored this time had to be galling, but he checks his ego for the good of his men. 
when General Pepe Le Pew is saying no one could have anticipated the British taking Sugarloaf Hill, Jamie doesn't contradict him. Instead, Jamie coordinates the evacuation efforts so that the Continental Army can live to fight another day. Similarly, Claire knows how her medical expertise will be viewed by the military surgeons. She shows up and offers her skills anyway because she knows that the soldiers deserve the best chance of survival, mm -hmm. and for them, Claire is that chance. She is. My point is that so far this season, Jamie and Claire's courage has been quieter, but it deserves to be celebrated rather than brushed past just because it's no longer new and shiny. It stands out all the more for being tempered and seasoned. I love that. I love that viewpoint. Well done and snaps to you. I love that. You know what? Yes. I, I think I can get behind I'm that. I'm a believer. I, I mean, there is something to be said that they know that they're going to win. That Like, they just know. Listen, not everyone lived during the Revolutionary War. I know. I agree. Okay, just because you're on the, the winning side doesn't mean you get to reap the benefits. That's true. Very so true. So it's not like you know you're going to live and that your loved ones are going to live. So it still is taking your life into your hands. Hmm. Let's get a voicemail. All right, let's do it. Uh, where are we here? Okay, here we go. Hi, Mary Blake. It's Gloria from Salem. Hi, Gloria. Hi, guys. From Boston. 4.8 kilts for me. It would have been a lot higher, maybe even a five, if Lollybrook had some outdoor lighting. And if <laughs> Roger actually grabbed a weapon and a flashlight and done a little exploring just a few feet into the woods. Not too far, but at least he could have done some checking of the perimeter. My GBGs, my good, was Swiftest of Lizards, Little Ian James, adorable, I was not expecting to see that play out so soon, though. My bad were all the immature little lads who locked Bree in that tunnel. And Mary, I agree with you. I'm not a Taurus, but I am on the cusp of various Taurus. Mm. So we're very similar. I definitely wouldn't have waited until that evening to say something or given them any consequences mm -hmm. for playing such a, such a stunt. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, could speak. Um, I don't think Brie would have time traveled, though. She would have needed a jewel and a purpose, right? Okay, um, it was very cool, looking all shimmery, though. And it was a little loud. Um, I thought they only heard buzzing. My great was the end with Bree talking to Jamie at the cairn mm. in the cemetery. Mm. That's it for me. Talk to you guys later. Thank you. Thank you, Gloria. I really appreciate the thoughts, as always. We got another voicemail here. You ready for this one? Yes. All right. Mary, Blake, it's Pete from Chooksbury in Hi, Pete. Hall of Fame Pete. Yes. All right. Welcome back, Pete. Hi, Pete. All right. Here we go. Would you like to hear a poem? Yes. Now, not everything rhymed, but who cares? <laughs> there was a young couple called Mary and Blake, broadcasters extraordinaire. Been podcasting for how many years? Blake, he just doesn't care. Stats <laughs> are for nerds. In just a minute with Mary... You'll go from old and hairy to beauty personified. Aww. You'll learn theories for nerds and how to phrase words like Dorcas and Bubbies, <laughs> After Dark, Wicked Pissed. <laughs> the best in Rhode Island are Mary and Blake, but we know that's just baloney. They're the best in the States, let's get it right. The rest are all just jabronis. <laughs> so, to the Outlander cast community, go ahead. You debate and discuss. You work up a fuss. I wish you all good karma. But just be aware, the fact is laid bare. 
it always goes back to the Godfather. <laughs> this is Pete signing out, your cousin from England. Oh, Take care, guys. Bye. Pete. Pete. A, you're already Hall of Fame, and if you weren't, you would already that that's a, a that's be a, a now. Yeah, wow, that is so sweet, Pete. That as was... I rhyme a little bit back for you, <laughs> Pete. That was fantastic. That's that I was brought the... the big 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 smile. That Much needed was... smile to our faces. That was the salve that we needed. I think yes, that was great. Oh, and Pete. Pete's right; it always goes back to the Godfather. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. <laughs> oh, two-time over Hall of Famer Pete right, right there. All right, we'll, get, we'll get some more voicemails in here. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Dina calling from vacation in Pismo Beach. All right, we're Dina. We're at 66 degrees compared to 106 at home. Ooh. Oh. I want to comment on Outlander 705 Singapore. Okay. This episode was one that really resonated with me. Watching Bree talking to her da hit me in all the feels. I lost my dad 10 years ago, and I still talk to him. Mm-hmm. So I definitely cried during that part. Mm-hmm. I'm giving this episode 4.7 kilts. The rat fart stew and the lead up to that really brought it down. And I think Fart in the Wind is a Weird Al Yankovic song, but I could be wrong. <laughs> so my GBGs are good. Roger being dad of the year in dealing with Jemmy's school issues, and being husband of the year, letting Brie know how proud he was of her. Mm-hmm. My bad, rats do, enough said. Yep. Mm-hmm. My great, Jemmy not forgetting his grandsire, mm-hmm. his language, mm-hmm. or his heritage, and keeping that alive for Mandy. Looking forward to the next episode. Be well. Oh, right. Thank you, Dina. Awesome. Awesome. All right. We got another email here. Let's get to that one. Uh, Hello, Mary and Blake. Long time listener, first time caller. And she did put, in fact, a bell emoji. Everyone's getting really good with the bell thing. Awesome. I like that she's a first time caller when she emailed. But yeah, because it's the first time caller bell. Sure. Whatever. She gets it. I love it. Again, you know what? Say it with me now. Stats are for nerds. Amen. I love the podcast. It feels like just like hanging out with friends while I do my house chores. Now, Blake, before you get too fired up, just know that I'm also on hashtag Team Frank. Oh. Okay. Nice. Well, so we do have common ground. Okay. However, however, big however, however, I feel like Roger needs to be cut a little slack. Agreed. Maybe he's a bit of a lightweight and he didn't think to get a weapon to fight off the nighttime Knuckle V nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> the nighttime knuckle v nemesis the nnn that's amazing right there nighttime knuckle v nemesis n squared no blake whatever no blake not at all <laughs> cubed cubed i got you and cubed sats 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 squared oh bless you longest joke in mary blake you. history Mary did better than me on the SATs. N cubed. That's what I mean. You know what I mean. Get out of here. Sure, Blake. Sure. <laughs> the nighttime knuckle v nemesis. <laughs> but we got to remember Roger's origins. He was adopted and raised by a history nerd minister, a man of peace, and his housekeeper. Then he grew up to be a professor. He wasn't raised learning how to be a physically intimidating, violent Highlander man like Jamie was. He was raised on biscuits and books. Then, the only father he knew died when he was a young adult. I think remembering 
His upbringing helps add depth to his character and helps explain why he may be really struggling to find his place as a man, a husband, and a father, both in the past and in the 1980s. He's doing his best. Leave Britney alone! <laughs> there are many types of good men in the world, and he's figuring out how to be his own version of a good man mm -hmm. out from under Jamie's shadow. I love this. Don't worry. I also love Jamie, but I appreciate the quiet, steadier ways of Frank and Roger. Y'all keep up the good work. Olivia from Texas. Thank you, Olivia. And I love that insight. And, you know, think about Reverend Wakefield's house. Yeah, I doubt he had a weapon by the door. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did my dad have the big wooden club. Yeah. But he had a BB gun in his bathroom. <laughs> And when Blake came over the first time to meet him, oh, that's man. what I got to tell him. I got to say, hey, just so you know, we, we keep a BB gun in the bathroom so many times. <laughs> just know that there's a gun in the bathroom I, near the window. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. Sure enough, mm -hmm. it was right there. My dad would shoot at the squirrels that were trying to eat the bird feeder oh, food. Oh, man. All right, here we go. We got some uh, final voicemails, and then we're going to call this one quits, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. Mary and Blake, hi, it's Marsha from Ohio Marcia. talking about episode five, Singapore. I do get the reference. I still am a little confused as to why name a whole episode over that one little bit. And especially with the title card being the goats, I was just very confused on all that. But I give it a 4.8 kilts. My good Brie and everything women empowered. Yes. I have to say, though, I was a little disappointed that she didn't rip those dudes a new one because Agreed. they certainly deserved it. I Agreed. totally agree. My bad. Did we really need to see Michael Mouse's descendants Aww. served up on a plate? <laughs> I guess the 18th century was not just rough on women. Um, my great, though, the families, the Max. Love Jem. His accent is awesome. Roger is a dad. And even little Mandy, they're all knocking it out of the park. Oh, and I girl. also loved Ian meeting his son. I thought yes. that was just brilliantly acted. Agreed. I do have a side note. Okay. Um, I just want to say I really appreciate you, uh, Marion Blake, and all that you do. Um, I especially... Um, appreciate your vulnerability um, and just know that the baddies always get their comeuppance and just keep on keeping on. Love you guys. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you, Masha. That was really Thank kind you so of much. you. That was, that was awesome. Thank and you. I'm sorry that the, so is she saying she still doesn't understand the Singapore uh, significance or why out of everything would they name it Singapore? Yeah, I feel like that's what she was probably saying. Like, you know, they refer to the goats on the hill because if goats can climb a climb a mountain, so can man. Okay, mm -hmm. great. And then Singapore, like, it is a rather... You don't want to call the episode Goats. Yeah. Goats it's, can it's, too. It's a deep... That's a deep cut if they're yeah. calling the whole episode Singapore. But I kind of dig it because it's from Claire... In my opinion, you get to rock it from Claire's perspective. Yeah. I mean, would have been better... Have Would it have been better... Like if it was called Ticonderoga, like yeah maybe, but rat then stew. rat stew, sure, like or cannibals, you know, or <laughs> they're not cannibals, well, whatever they are, they would kill them and take their money and stuff. Yeah, but they, I, then, that guy was again a little man. too healthy for for yeah. eating only nom, rat nom, stew. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, but I I actually I kind of uh, I co-sign on that, like because it, it's a deep cut. 
if they're if they're calling a whole episode Singapore. So it is what it is. Um, here's what. Uh, oh, Gloria says uh, a gun in the bathroom for your dad, just like in The Godfather. <laughs> Essentially, it always goes back to The Godfather. All right, here we go. We got we got two more voicemails, and then that's it. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Lauren calling from sunny South Florida. I am a first-time caller, but long-time listener of Outlander Cast. Okay, hold on. Hold on. We got we to gotta hit the bell. I first found your podcast during COVID, and you better believe that after hearing one episode, I was hooked and had to go back to the beginning and listen all the way through. All right. And before I jump into my GBGs, I just want to take a moment to thank you and honor you both for the amazing work that you do. I am so, so grateful for this place that you've created for us nerds to call home. And Mary, I was so saddened um, recently to hear of the negative comments that were um, made toward you and Blake. Uh, You and I are Instagram friends and we chatted uh, for a moment in regards to that. And I just want to echo the words that I said Mm -hmm. to you on here. Um, For every naysayer out there, you have a clan of nerds behind you that just honor everything that you do and could not be more grateful for the unique perspectives that you bring. Mary, your beautiful smile and spirit and your incredible insight when it comes to music and everything else that you lend to the podcast. And Blake, of course, our resident historian, Uh, With all the film references and jokes, I am here for it. I just celebrate you both for the work you're doing. Keep going. Uh, We are in your corner cheering you on. And without further ado, I'm going to jump now into my GBGs. And this might be a a two-part voice note because I don't think it's all going to fit in this one. So bear with me here. Okay, Marvin. What? We got rules. We do have rules, but she sent that one out of kindness. All right, so, so are, we, are we giving the gonna, official... We'll give the official okay. We're going to break the rules. She did me and say such sweet things, so thank you. Yes, yes. Okay. okay. Thank you. All right, we're going we're gonna to break the rules. Yes. And we're, we're going to allow them... We're going to allow two voicemails. Okay. Okay. All right, here we go. Right into my great, which honestly has been all of season seven. Outlander is back, baby. I want to jump right in with that scene where Brianna is driving in the Land Rover and we get that gorgeous view of Bonnie Scotland. Actually reminded me a little of Jurassic Park. I was totally going yes. to pop out at some point. I love Jemmy's conversation with Clever Roger. Girl. It felt very reminiscent of Jamie's chat with Wee William back at Hellwater Ooh. when he called him a stinking papist. And we know Grandad would be proud of Jemmy for standing up for his Scottish heritage. I also <laughs> loved Ian's conversation with Auntie Claire about his spirit. You could just see the pain in Claire's eyes mm-hmm. in remembering Faith. Mm. I also loved that we are still seeing the blue Fraser color going strong, that gorgeous teal hue of Claire's outfit when she's talking to Ian, yep. William's jacket when he's with the Quakers, and Brianna wearing a teal blue shirt with the jabronis at the bar. I forget their names, <laughs> but you know, the guy with the two names. You know yeah. who I'm talking about. Yeah. The guy with and the then, two of names. course, Roger as Mr. Mom doing all the DIY crafts. He totally looked like the brawny man in his plaid shirt and jeans. I was just waiting for him to whip out a paper towel Ooh. and start cleaning up the mess that the knuckle has left like behind it. because yeah. this guy is making a disaster of Lally Brock. Um, I also love the book end of Brianna going to the cemetery and talking to Jamie about her day. <clears throat> yes. It felt like something real um, that she would have done. She's missing her daw and, you know, going to the cemetery and speaking to the care and you can tell mm. just brought her some peace and comfort. So I love that scene. Beautifully played and I loved how her voiceover continued through the credits no. It's okay. okay. All right. We're giving, we're giving a break in the rules. We are triple breaking the rules here. Okay. This one's only 12 seconds. Okay. 
All right. Well, I have plenty more where that came from, but I want to be respectful <laughs> that you have to get through so many voice notes <laughs> and I'm already three parts in. So I will leave it at that. Until next time, here's raising a glass in your name, Marion Blake Slandra. Oh, uh, well, Lauren, I'm glad we broke the rules. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. She did send me a message on Instagram and it did warm my heart. Oh, she did? Yeah. That's that's what she sent me. Yeah, we've been chatting. So thank you. Thank you for Lauren and thank you for everybody else who's just been kind because it is tough. Yes. Kate is going to hate and I try to shake. But Mary can't shake it off sometimes. It's hot for her. It's hot. (laughs) So thank you. All right. All right. Uh, So thank you, Lauren. That was very kind of you. Uh, All right. Ready for the last one? Our final final voicemail. Final voicemail. Here we go. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Brittany from Rhode Island. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. My kilt rating for episode 705 is 4.97. Okay. My good is Brie and Roger. I loved seeing them being more fleshed out and seeing their personalities shine. Bad for me was pretty random. It was general for Moy's accent. For some reason, it took me out of the moment and it almost felt like a caricature. Hmm. Great. Seeing Ian happy, this young man has been through so much already in his short life. It's wonderful to see him genuinely smile. Sure. Love this episode. I can't believe we only have three episodes left in this half of the season. Until next time. Oh, that's right. Good job, Brittany. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, What did I, you know, Lauren said something that I wanted to ask you about, Marvin. And now I can't remember. I'm sorry. I kind of I kind of blew it there. It's okay. Ah, damn, I can't remember. It'll come back to you. Yeah, of course it will. It will come back as soon as I hit stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we want to thank you all who, for those of you who've taken the time to write on in and send your feedback, whether through Facebook or Instagram or voicemail, or of course our friends at jointhenerdclan.com. And we're, of course, going to continue to have these listener feedback episodes all season long, which we also do live. So if you haven't yet joined us for one of the live podcasts, you can. I definitely recommend that you get on our email list. Just go to maryandblake.com. There's going to be a pop-up that pops up asking, do you want all of the Mary and Blake um, emails? That means like everything included, but you're also going to want to click off, uh, check off the Outlander ones so that you get yes. the Outlander specific ones um, so that that can come your way as we do have many exciting things coming on up. And uh, in addition to what the you know, many exciting things that we have coming up, we do have somewhat of an announcement. Uh, just We've already said this to the people that were following us live before we hit record, um, but I, I think it apropos to talk about this um, on the podcast as well. Uh, as it has been alluded to in, in this episode by many people, and uh, we are just very thankful for the warmth and kindness from all of you nerds that are out there, uh, there have been some unfortunate interactions uh, that have occurred over the past few weeks and uh, just some things that I feel like were inappropriate. And what that has taught me, uh, and I know I've spoken to Mary about this quite a bit, Mary and I have made a decision that um, we are going to pause uh, the Outlander Cast Clan Gathering and the Outlander Cast Clan Book Club, uh, and it is on Facebook. On Facebook, yeah, uh, and it's mainly because it has shown me that I just don't have enough enough bandwidth to run all of our separate groups. 
you know, when we first started Mary and Blake Media, it was uh, we were we had all the time in the world, <laughs> and, and you know, Outlander was our thing. And but over time, Mary and Blake Media has grown so big, and that's a great thing, right? It's it's an incredible thing. We're so thankful and happy. Um, but it's shown me that I know we just we don't have the bandwidth to well, run. Well, we created so many different yeah. communities and social media pages and groups and all this kind of stuff. And it is. It's Blake and I at the helm. Um, and at different times, we've had different um, you know, slews of, of crew helping man things with us. Yeah. And really, it's just it's a lot. And so to just kind of consolidate. So all of our interactions are going to be through our Miriam Blake channels, which we talk about every single episode. We talk about Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. Um, and of course, our Facebook group, which once again, we always talk about every single episode, but we did want to let those of you know that the clan groups have been paused and just to continue having those conversations in the Miriam Blake group because we can only watch yeah. so many social media feeds at the same time in addition to everything else that we do and being parents and running the podcast. And really, this is it. Like We love, we love podcasting and we love live podcasting. So none of what we do is going to change. Like Everything is still going on. It's just we need to consolidate some of our social media feeds because we can't manage them all. And in the process of not being able to manage them all, it's some the things have gotten out of hand. And mm -hmm. so we've just needed to say, okay, like let's streamline stuff. And obviously, if there is more desire for other conversations of other fandoms for groups that we've had had specific um you know groups for there's other groups online for that as well in addition to just the Marianne Blake page so right. know that we are going to continue to podcast and go live and do all the things that we do it's just we can only juggle so much at the same time and we appreciate you for for connecting with us because honestly this is what brings us so much joy yeah we started podcasting from our dining room table as exhausted parents uh who just felt like we weren't able to connect with other people because of the season of life that we were in and we we have made so many amazing relationships and friendships and we love this is why we do this is why we podcast we podcast this free podcast to connect with people to help people make friends and build relationships we do the listener feedback to hear your voices so we are excited to continue these conversations going at the mary and blake group on facebook yep. um and and all of our other social medias as well there so yeah. thank you so yeah it, for those of you who are members at outlander cascaline gathering or in the, or in the book club if you want to continue talk Outlander with Mary and I, you are absolutely more than welcome to. Just join the Mary and Blake Facebook group. It even put on in the in the questions, "Hey, I'm part of the clan gathering or whatever." And it like you're going to be let in. It's it's that's not an issue. I just we're, we we yeah. we have one space and that's we that's where we're going. We can't juggle at all. So, all right. and it's great because we get to have relationships with viewers like Melinda. Oh my gosh, Melinda, who we still don't know where you're from, and this is so exciting. I know. So in honor of Melinda, mm -hmm. I have this for you, Mary. Okay. Everybody is wondering what and where they all came from. <laughs> Everybody is worried about where they're going to go when the whole thing's done. Here it goes. Think out, Jess. Let the mystery be. Yeah, that's it, ladies and gents. All right, so Blake's going to pull on up our jointhenerdclan.com friends who are of our most generous patrons there. I wanted to give those of you a heads up that we are 
getting close to our goal um, for the Michael Mouse shirts and all those exciting benefits that are coming along. So we're at 9:44. Holy smokes! Oh my gosh, it's almost happening! It's almost <laughs> happening! <laughs> so for as little as two dollars a month, you can support this free podcast. Keeps our lights on. Keeps our hosting fees going on helps make all of this possible as we do love being able to to give out this free content around the world and to be able to connect with you so those of you who are members at jointhenerdclan.com thank you so so much and Blake's going to thank our friends at the most generous levels at jointhenerdclan.com oh wait hold on Marvin you know what I just realized we didn't do the trailer for 406 or 706 pause this you gotta pause this let the mystery be we've gotta do this Headphones back on. Iris Dement, though. I don't know if I... I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm allowed Trailer. to pause her. You have to. This is this Blake. is a good call out. This was the original song for The Left. I really appreciate that. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> I love that for you. I love that for you. Okay, here we go. We're really okay to pass on this. We want the trailer. Okay, we're going to do the trailer. Fine. Ruined a great moment. Leftovers. Blake. I miss the leftovers. Already. I know you do, but we're here to talk Outlander, my friend. All right, here we go. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm picking Friends up. who've Hold never on. watched The Leftovers, it is a fantastic show. It is completely different than Outlander. We do have a, com- a full podcast that goes along with it. One of Blake and my top five favorite shows of all time. Yes. The Leftovers on HBO. So uh, you can find that podcast at MiriamBlake.com as well. Um, and just, for, just so you know, we are going to be covering Men in Kilts. Um, because that starts right after this season of Outlander airs, and here is the trailer. I believe. All right, yeah, right, hold Blake? on, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the trailer up right here, right now. Thank you for vamping for me while we needed to do that. Here we go, shall we? Yes, we shall. Episode six. Are we going? Yeah. South. Go, uh, yeah. Clint, Jamie. where do you think you're going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Because I left Walter. We're going I... away from here. <laughs> South, Claire. <laughs> South. You know how to read the sun, Claire. Which way? Are you are you six? Why do you I look at the, you the sun? <laughs> <laughs> you got a dial? <laughs> Where are we going, Jamie? Oh, Not man. Scotland. We- <laughs> <laughs> Not in these little boats. Good thing you didn't take Walter to Scotland. Wouldn't have made it. Oh, How many man. boats did they bring in this little they get, shot? They got like four boats. No, they got closer to like eight, ten. Right, hold on, let's see. South. Oh, no, hold on. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. South. 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 Ian and I will draw the soldiers away. If you get caught, they will hang you. Oh, ow. All right, Jamie. Trust him. This is a turning point for the American cause. Scotland, I'll have to wait a while longer. Yeah. I- Jamie rocking a firing bow and arrow. And chucking knives into people's chucking chest. Chucking knives. It's like Mel Gibson in oh. a Patriot, but better. <laughs> so much better. So much better. Holy uh, smokes. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm either fight now. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh. Wait, whoa, Roger. <laughs> running out of the house. Still no weapon. Still no weapon. Just running. Maybe he's running away from the house. <laughs> <laughs> Not now, Nuggleby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe he's like that character in like a horror movie that actually makes the right decision. I'm Not out. to go up the staircase. I am out. See you later. <laughs> I am out of here. Either that or Jemmy farted from Rat Stew. 
<laughs> Get out. Oh. Well, I love these quick shots of showing all these beloved characters. And what's just awesome is they're not really giving us too much. It's yes, just, I'm going south. Yes, that's what we're this doing. This is a big part. You know, we've got we've got the map going on with Bree and Roger figuring things out. So meaning they opened another letter. Sure. Okay. Very exciting because they're trying to figure out where their family went. Yep. And um, we've got Rachel Hunter saying, I trust him. And, Who and, is that? It, Rachel's making eyes. Who she, she's who she trusts? It's Ian. It's Ian. I feel like she could trust regular both Ian, guys. not not wicked old Ian, just Ian, and not we Ian, but regular just Ian. Ian, just Ian, yeah, just George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. You ready to close this out? I am. All right, let's go. We're gonna, we're gonna bring back uh, Iris. Yeah. All right. Huh? Our friends. Oh yeah, we gotta read the friends. All right, sorry about that. This one's for you, Melinda. Uh, where are we here? I do love that match map shot. What'd you say? The map shot. What's that? Bree and Roger. Oh, the map shot. Yeah, yeah. So, friends. Okay, here we go. I got so much for tuning in. So, and most, uh, we want to we want to think we have um, some friends at jointhenerdclan.com that one of their thank yous is that we thank them. Yes. At the end of each episode. So this one goes to Bobby and Lisa, Marianne, Tara, Vicky, Howard, and Teresa Sanders, Christina, Peg, Tracy, Carrie. Oh, uh, wait. I think I messed this up. Sorry. I did. I totally did. I, I screwed it's it up. It's like we've got some new names here. Dana, Joanne, Kathleen, Katie, Kirsty, Lisa, Lisa, Marianne, me and my human. <laughs> Ooh, who's me and my human? I don't know, but it's... Is it like a cat or a dog? I like that. It's Lumos. It's Lumos. Lumos joined the nerd clan. Uh, Nadra, Sarah, Shannon, Siobhan, Susie Q, Tara, Vicky, Amanda, Angie, Barbara, Brittany, Christina, Dina, Jerry, Hannah, Janet, Jennifer, Caitlin, Keelan, Christina, Loriel, and Martha... Meredith, Peg, Sharon, Sue, Tracy, Whitney. That's that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh. Thank you, friends, so much. And thanks to all of our friends at jointhenerdclan.com for keeping the lights on here in our studio. We appreciate you. Uh, We want to thank our friends, of course, at WeBox. And that is a scoop. I know I mentioned it before, but we do have a fun event going on October 22nd here in Rhode Island. It is going to be the St. Andrew's Society, which is our Scottish Society group here in Rhode Island's 100th anniversary. I am the MC, so if you do live in the Southern New England area, you can go to, I think it's just riscott.com, but we're going to actually be interviewing and talking with some people from the St. Andrew's Society, so you'll get to hear more from them. Um, we are going to the New England Highland Games in September and also going to be going to a Red Sox game in September. So you'll see more information about all of those events um, on the Mary and Blake Facebook pages. All right. On that note, my name's Mary. My name's Blake. And you've been listening to Outlander Cast. And we're going to let the mystery be. That's right. Mystery be.